0: everything that we do in this life is spiritual, right? I have elevated my tagline from spiritual beings having a human experience to spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. There's no separation. We often think that we have our, our work life, our friend life, our romantic life, and then our spiritual life. But it's like, everything is interconnected. It's all energy. So what you, what you put out is what you get back.
1: It's going to be us. We got to be us.
2: That's who we got to be. <laughs> got to be us. Got to be me. Greetings, starseeds, and welcome to A Cosmic Journey,
1: the comedy podcast about science and spirituality, where we discuss everything in the universe from the physical to the metaphysical. I'm Demi Wilde. And I'm Jay Maceo. Now, this week, we've got cosmic news stories like how scientists are testing neurofeedback loops as a way to ease people's traumatic experiences. Yes, ma'am. And memories.
2: And memories. <laughs> Both of those. Uh, or how a woman has been charged with starting a wildfire after she tried to boil bear urine. For shamanic purposes, obviously.
1: be. Uh, and uh, on uh, our YouTube channel Monday, you can catch Cosmic News in video format. And on Wednesday, you can catch my Cosmic Insights, where I'll be talking about Things that stop us from leveling up. So be subsure. Be subsure. Be <laughs> sure to, that we created a new word, subsure. subsure. Be sure to subscribe.
2: Be subsure. Yes, be that. Also, later on the show, we take a deep dive into a black hole. Splash! To chat with the soulful stripper herself, Chels Cora. Yay! Yay! Yay. So, I don't know if we're going to do not video this week, because I forgot the camera. Mm-hmm. And this camera does not like the green screen so our faces were turning into space things so yeah. we might just this might just be an audio episode it ain't
1: easy being green but green rhymes with halloween right and <laughs> it's halloween this month in it a is. couple of weeks so is, yeah that's why we did this green we wanted you to think of halloween
2: halloween yeah that's right Holla. that's right yeah good one um what are you doing for halloween um i don't know i'm hopefully taking a camping trip the week before
1: but i don't know if that's going to happen M- might happen uh that remains to be seen i didn't ask you about that ask you about halloween Um, uh, <laughs> there's a show that somebody talked about playing that a couple of people might come to but i really 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 want to do drag somewhere even if it's just literally around the house yeah like, yeah 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 uh because mm- they canceled the uh the west hollywood
2: thing this year again did they the carnival yeah oh god yeah oh god covid killing everything fuck covid um man friend and i uh were thinking about going to this uh 70s disco party oh yeah he Mm -hmm. went he really wants to go a bunch of his friends wants to go and um i have i just ordered most of my costume oh what are you gonna be can you say yet are you gonna keep it a secret uh i mean i'm I'm sticking with the theme Mm -hmm. i will say although Mm -hmm. i think my theme might be the wrong decade (laughs) oh gotcha gotcha i'll just put it that way but I don't think it really matters. It's Yeah, it's they're design. not going to kick you out. Like, you can't be in here. I'm going to go with a bad bitch. You're from the wrong decade. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dave Chappelle, we were just talking about Dave Chappelle. Yes. Before all this. So yes. I wanted to, we, we already like didn't record half the conversation that we should have. Yeah. But I know there's been a lot of like backlash over his new special and everything. Yeah. Which but, I saw. I saw the special. Yeah, I haven't yet, but I've heard a lot of things. I feel like I feel like we shouldn't try to police comedians so much because comedians, what he's probably doing is because he was so policed with his last specials that yeah, like you said, he's probably just trying to offend as many people as he possibly can. It seemed like it. Like I mean, the thing is, Chappelle. It's some people. I said this before. Some
1: people are going to look at this and call it a masterpiece probably call it a masterpiece while agreeing that it's not as funny yeah. as some of his stuff before there's certain stuff that it sounded like he wanted to be offensive and shocking rather than funny. Yeah. Uh, because, and I, again, I thought it was, there's certain parts that I just died laughing at. There were not as many parts in like for what it's worth or uh, forgot what the other one was and a great drink. Uh, that <laughs> one, it wasn't like, you know, like those, But it was one that made you think it made me think more than it made me laugh. Yeah. And certain stuff I agreed with. But it seemed like this is the thing. Chappelle used to be his thing was that he was an equal opportunist and he made fun of black people too, you know. And he and that was more you make fun of like what you are or what you're claiming. That is a little bit more palatable. Yeah. But it seemed like he was like, you know, gunning for the gays, gunning for trans. Uh, gunning for white people, which in a way that he never had before, uh, gunning uh, and uh, saying some stuff that could be taken as anti-Semitic. I mean, it was, and the thing is, I know comedy is comedy, so I'm just saying that certain stuff was definitely like I couldn't believe that he went there, yeah. And I don't know, in some comedies, sometimes that's a good move, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. It remains to be
2: seen whether what this will be. Well, I feel like historically. Mm -hmm. comedians jobs are to poke fun at the culture and the culture is shifting in such a way that you can't say anything anymore
1: you know you're right about that you're right and
2: it's not it's not a matter of fact of like you know it's a comedian's job to do that like to go up there and and not to offend everybody but they're supposed to poke fun at the things that make us queasy make us you know a little uncomfortable and stuff yeah. too i mean think about like richard Pryor, or like you know things like that or like even south park oh yeah yeah, yeah. prime example right there yeah everybody but south park's been on for like 20 years you know? yeah they haven't been canceled so it's just like choosing your battles it, it i think dave chappelle is a brilliant comedian i i think he's one of the greats for sure um do i agree with a lot of the stuff that he says no but at the same time i know it's a joke
1: you know what i saw that i'd never seen in a comedy special before maybe it's because i was looking i saw certain people too in specific that were laughing in the beginning and then when <laughs> he said certain jokes you could see them like stone face they like stopped yeah. laughing about 15 minutes into it and they didn't laugh again i i, I honestly want to like show you those two people or show somebody those two people and because there they were some a lot of people not a lot of people they were people but they were two
2: in particular that you're yeah. like oh i mean it could just be like you know cognitive bias like you know obviously i'm a i'm a cisgendered gay man mm-hmm. certain point of view but at the same time like i also understand that not everybody's gonna have the same viewpoint as me yeah not everyone's gonna have the same priorities as me not everyone's going to have the same priorities as you so like why do we try to police everyone for your viewpoints as their your your viewpoints not theirs you got to yeah you know, yeah let them live by your yeah. your standards yeah it, it doesn't matter i mean i think that's a lot of a lot of the liberal issues that that we have in in this country is that we have like this um um elitist mentality that like you know we're the right ones you know blah 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 and that's yeah. why that's why we have such issues like this divide is because we have such elitist views and stuff yeah and so people who don't have that background or, or haven't been able to afford that background mm-hmm. or haven't moved outside of their own cities that they just don't have that the resources or the knowledge or the you know
1: yeah there's I, 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 there's certain times that people you know, you know, cancel people mm-hmm. for not being
2: as woke as they are rather than treating it as a teaching experience. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think of everything as a teaching experience. Um. You know, I just try not to let everyone get under my skin
1: yeah i want to talk a little bit about that during my cosmic insight i want to talk a little bit more about that yeah uh can i talk about something else that i saw yeah have you ever seen a nightmare are you familiar with the series of nightmare in elm street freddy yeah okay were you like did you watch them i watched like the first three i think okay do you have you heard any of the stuff about how uh because me and my man friend (laughs) person that i'm hanging (laughs) out with uh, we often come back here and just watch movies. And we just, mm-hmm. so the movie we decided to watch, he isn't big into scary movies, but he wanted to make it watch a scary movie. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes scary movies is like, anyhow. Um, so we watched, I was like, A Nightmare in Elm Street 2. And I picked that. Have you, do you remember that one? Vaguely. Okay. It was, Trying was
2: the first one, right?
1: I believe so. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one was, and I thought it was just me and my friends who thought this. But after watching it again, so it was called the gayest horror movie ever made. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. So there's so much subtext in that you have to. You have I to do like, remember that. Okay, I do remember this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that. So we watched it again. Mm-hmm. And after we watched it the day after I watched, there's this thing called Scream Queen, not Scream Queen, but Scream, comma, Queen, mm-hmm. uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street story. And it talks about Mark Padden who was the guy who played there mm-hmm. and how that ended his career because people attacked it. And I didn't know people back then called it gay, mm-hmm. but people back in the eighties called it gay. They called him the F word. They did a bunch of stuff. Sure. Yeah. And he is gay. Uh, yeah. And out now, but it's just, it talked about how it, you know, it did, that just ended his career, but it was such a great documentary. I'm not a documentary person, I'll admit, but I really had to see that one. And I really liked it. So
2: I, I feel like, Horror is always that like one of those genres that they could get away with a lot of that, you know, uh queer subtext and you know, queer subplots and things like that, because it, it never was taken too seriously, especially like for awards and things like that. Like, you know, I don't I still don't think they give away uh Oscars for horror movies. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they still don't. Oh wow, I didn't think um, about that. Idea. Yeah. So they they're, horror has always been that kind of like anti establishment type genre yeah. of movies. So obviously queer people will gravitate towards that. Well, it's funny. So in a lot of movies, the star of
1: horror movies were uh, girls mm-hmm. and they have that final girl, but they were saying, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, number one, it breaks the, the mold from the other ones because it happens outside of dreams, mm-hmm. which is you know weird for it happens like in real life. But also because instead of there being a final girl, there was a final boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were talking about how gender roles were, you know, definitely switched in that the female at the end saves him. Oh, I'm letting getting, you know, too much away. But I, I don't think you, it's been yeah.
2: forty years. So. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but at any rate, yeah. That I can't believe it's been, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, that's what what went on. But anyhow, I liked the documentary. It was very good. Hmm. Uh, I would recommend a Nightmare Elm Street two to people again to to watch and like to see how how gay it was the gay dancing uh the the way he screamed killed me and that was i guess his natural was scream ah! pretty much <laughs> pretty much
2: yeah i so i just wanted to get these out for i just to get them out get them out for later um yeah so uh i was at man friend's house yesterday mm. and- we were watching and he introduced me to this this Huluween thing where they had like a bunch of like mini uh Halloween oh, or sorry. spooky stories and stuff. Ooh. I wa- we watched one and a half of them, um, a like little 10-minute like shorts and stuff, but why aren't you all finish? Um I, we I, we were leaving because I had to oh. go to I had to go to work. Oh. <laughs> it, I wanted it to be like something that wouldn't embarrass you. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. That already happened that day hey. twice. Hey, um, but, damn. Uh, <laughs> and, twice the night before um so
1: <laughs> me and he's me probably gonna be so embarrassed that I mentioned this. me and my man friend have not done two nights in a row yet mm-hmm. uh so yeah i mean i know it's not a contest sorry yeah.
2: not even night in the morning oh <laughs> <yeah>. night in <laughs> the morning for sure <laughs> yeah for sure he's probably gonna be so embarrassed that I'm, I'm mentioning this but um because he does watch the show
1: oh <laughs> oh yeah uh
2: I, sorry <laughs> sorry to this man
1: the 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 guy i'm hanging out with i think might i sent him a link to the show before back when we thought we were just going to be like friends we didn't think anything sexual or romantic or anything was going to happen yeah so i sent him a link back then uh, when we were just buddies but i don't think he's
2: listened to any of them since <laughs> i mean i guess we still are just buddies but the point of the story was oh. we were watching these i know we yeah i made it about me. another tangent yeah but the point of the story was we watched these these little shorts and stuff and and the first one that we watched was like this really weird one called appendage Mm -hmm. and it's about this girl who is like a fashion designer she's dropping off one of her her things but then you also hear like this little voice going like like from her like fucking side and then she gets home and she's trying to draw like her her thing and then all of a sudden out of her shirt starts like this little like hand coming out and it's like what in the fuck is going on from her like side and then she lifts up her shirt and there's like this little like (laughs) little weird blob person oh hell no screaming at her calling her a fucking stupid bitch like you know (laughs) Mm. you're worthless you're stupid like this bitch need the lord it was so weird but then all of a sudden she like you know stabs it and then cuts it off and then ends up like running around and i'm like no this is no like, what is this thing and then i won't give away the end because it is a little bit of a twist but i it still was like really weird to watch i'm like this is gross <laughs> i guess so yeah difficult they- to watch but yeah it was really it, it was kind of comical though because the little thing was like very puppet-esque but oh. at the same time it was like this is gross this is a and i see that there's certain things and i I guess i was
1: spending a lot of time here but who who cares it's you know because you guys enjoy us um but did you ever see midsummer yes oh that there's certain parts of that it's like oh i can't unsee that Uh uh-huh yeah 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 Yeah. there's
2: certain parts there that were just like really weird the the fucking mallet
1: yes yes
2: yeah no yeah no 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 no. yeah yeah that one I I think it was that one hereditary and I think one other one that came out like in the same summer or something like that. And so good. It was like the summer of horror movies, but like Uh that one for sure was like, I cannot watch this. This is like, there's moments I'm like, like, yeah, I can't can't look. Yeah. I will say to get off the horror Mm -hmm. little thing here, sex education season three. Uh, it's great. Wait, is it three or four now? It's three? three. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: It's yeah. great. Yeah,
2: I like it. It's great.
1: I was, I was disappointed by certain things, not because
2: you watched the whole thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, not because I was disappointed in the writing or anything like that. It's just that it was a type of disappointment when you care about the characters and certain things you want to go certain ways because mm-hmm. you like the characters. But if everything went, you know, well, never mind. Just like
2: I only got the episode four, so I don't know okay. much yet. So yeah. But yeah, it's so far great. And I'm happy to have these characters back. I love all these characters. Yeah, something. yeah. They're so good. Yeah. And they're new characters. And they're new characters. Yeah. With a headmistress. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's. Yes. Yeah, I thought we were going to love her. Yes. No, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. We hate her. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get into the astrology forecast, shall we? Let's do that. Okay. Shit. Um, so the message that I had this week when I was going over this stuff was um explore more. So uh it was a thing, it was a kind of a, a, a a theme for what was coming up for when I was doing this reading, but um, also a a message kind of came before when I was listening to this podcast about like how things were coming up this week that makes us want to explore more outside of our comfort zone, explore more of our relationships, explore Mm. more of like ourselves even, you know, having a lot of like moments to like really kind of like uh, step outside the box in ways Mm. that I think will be very beneficial to us. Explore more in this coming up week. So yes, explore more. Um, I did want to bring up, there wasn't a whole lot of movements this week, but I did miss one, uh, last week. So October 7th, which was yesterday, today, but this will be out Sunday, the audio. So on Thursday, October 7th, we had a, um, Venus entering Sagittarius. Hmm. So Venus has moved out of the dark brooding Scorpio and moved into effervescent and explorative Sagittarius on this day. It's time to take on a lighter approach to our love lives, our creative selves, and perhaps a little of our pocketbooks as well. So, making a little room for our pocketbook to explore more Mm. will be kind of beneficial for us as well, if you can. Um, This meeting of the minds has us exploring more of ourselves and delving into the more fun and exciting parts of our relationships. Beware of being too flighty or flaky, though. Mm. So, um, finally, October 11th, which will be Monday. Monday. monday yeah uh saturn goes direct so saturn will be moving outside yeah. of its retrograde it's been in retrograde since may of 2000 of 2021 and we'll be stationing direct this month leaving us with a question of what is my impact on the world and how can i implement those structures back into my life oh what is your Im- <laughs> what is your impact on the world do you feel uh, like or what? What is your what is your goal to oh, yeah, that's impact
1: right. the world? Uh, I want to allow people to see things from different points of view mm-hmm. and to help people to hear their heard and to grow.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I feel like I want to allow people an opportunity to learn more about the world that they live in mm-hmm. and also to. Uh, Be recognized as a figure of not just knowledge, but also a figure of, like, you know, not taking everything too seriously.
1: Mm, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: And carrots and carrots what
1: I don't know. I <laughs> I thought of something from uh um, I
2: agreed with you without even realizing what
1: yeah. I, I I don't know. I watched something from jamba juice and I thought of like the carrot thing that it's I used to hate carrots and now it's like
2: mm, carrots yeah, I, I love them in, in smoothies and figs. Okay, so <laughs> uh now into the aspects. Uh October 11th Venus will be moving opposite the north node. So Venus, the planet of love money and uh I love art and commerce we'll be moving to the north node where the moon's north node which is kind of like the uh north star of our lives so it's kind of like the destiny point okay. whereas the south node is the um karmic past point so like past life, forward life Kind of thing. Okay. Um, so this aspect indicates some challenges or conflicting energies between our love and conscious thoughts. Perhaps we are holding back or avoiding closeness with someone special. Find a way to cultivate intimacy during this time. It will help the relationship in the long run. Oh. Uh, October 13th, Venus sextile Saturn. This aspect brings responsible and reserved behavior to our love lives, can bring a newfound interest in creating a system within our creative expression, or it can also bring a sense of responsibility to our money situations. I need that. Mm -hmm, Me too, for sure. Um, October 15th, Sun trine Jupiter. Our innermost sense of self is expanded, uh, creating a clear view of the way of our. the way our egoic selves work and process information may also have an increased interest in travel or expanding our own knowledge. Again, that kind of expansion, um, exploring, uh, really trying to understand the world around us Mm -hmm. and ourselves a little bit more. Ourselves and each other's. Ourselves and each other's. October. <laughs> what is wrong with us? I don't know. I like it though. I'm this energy. I fuck with it. October 16th, Venus opposite Lilith. I'm still laughing. Carrots. Yeah, carrots. What? What? Carrots. I'm uh, fuck carrots. <clears throat> October 16th, Venus opposite Lilith and trine Chiron. So this is gonna be a double aspect happening on the same day. So black moon Lilith is that kind of divine female rage within us. And um, Chiron is our wounded hearer. So opposites uh, Venus love opposite the divine female rage. So we have kind of like a challenge in between these two things, female Um, rage against the machine, female rage against the machine, perhaps even like a conflict within a relationship, a significant relationship Mm -hmm. uh, that ends up us seeming like, you know, an angry person. Yeah. However, at the same time, It will be having a harmonious aspect to Chiron, the wounded healer, which is, um, I think ultimately if there is a conflict between this relationship that ultimately, uh, it will be good for our healing overall, or it could be a moment of, of truly healing from that moment and really kind of understanding a little bit better. Uh, yeah, uh, meaning this conflict will be, have an overarching theme of being for the greater good. and may actually help solidify the relationship depending on how it is handled October 17th sun square, Pluto challenges and power struggles between our sense of self and our will to power, leaving in a possibility of stubbornness or manipulation of others. This time has potential for significant deaths in our outer social circles also. So beware if anybody is is sick or Sickly, oh. I want some candles
1: now. I'm literally part of the time. If I spaced out, if I look spacey, it was because I was thinking about where uh, can I get some candles around here, <laughs> and I have to go all the way to my uh, the witchy shop
2: in Burbank. I'm pretty sure you can get um, grocery store. I was gonna say yeah, or even Walgreens. Oh, there's a oh, thank you. Yeah, boom. You. I got you, boo. I got you. Hello, my name is someone who
1: you might not know i don't know what's going on here hold on
2: that one (laughs) all right five of wands strife so yes changes challenges where it relates to actions help oh you get that one a lot don't you we do yeah changes two of discs changes oh okay oh one more just popped out. actually you gonna have to do this different today different i know look at this okay so we have five of wands drive so action and change and changes um a lot of the stuff that we're actually manifesting and putting action towards right now is leading to ultimate changes through us um and hopefully with fortune in the meantime mm. so 10 completion um fortune money, monetary, perhaps even as well. But then we also have this ace of discs. So like, even like beginning beginnings of like, uh, an actual physical manifestation, whether it be money or a relationship or something tangible that we can, uh, grasp onto. So ultimately, uh, changes, challenges, perhaps a little bit of challenges going into it, um, changes within our lives leading to fortune and ultimately Money, hopefully. Oh,
1: I like that.
2: Yeah, me too. Finally, we have our oracle. Just to have a little, the cosmic journey oracle. Horoclesia. Just to have a little extra. Whoops. Just to have a little extra message from the universe. Hello. That one jumped out. It sure did. Your words create worlds. Ooh. 44. Your words create worlds. Quote, quote. Mind what you say. I think that actually ties in with uh, some of the stuff before, like with um, uh, handling challenges, handling issues within relationships and stuff as mm-hmm. well. 448, new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, also just family and um, double foundations. Yeah. So yeah, be, sh- be mindful of how you say things to people, especially with Mercury and Retrograde as well. Mercury.
1: Shall we get into the news? Slapping like people instead of mercury. Say mercury. Mercury. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we talked about camping, and if you camp, you don't want to see bears.
2: Uh, <laughs> don't fuck with bears. Don't
1: fuck with bears. So uh, charges have been filed against a Palo Alto woman uh, who's they uh, say sparked a fire uh, in uh, the, in Fon fawn, fawn Fire. Uh, now Alexander Suvaneva... Uh, 30 uh, self-proclaimed and described shaman was stopped by California (laughs) fire department while coming out of the brush after the fire started with a lighter in her pocket. Firefighters said the foreman at a quarry asked her to leave and she was seen running off into the hills where the fire started. (laughs) Later, fire crews were dispatched uh, to a vegetation fire on the same property. Uh, And the lady said that she was trying to uh, get to Canada and had become thirsty when she found a puddle of water in a dry creek bed. She claimed the water contained bear urine. That's right, bear pee. So she tried to filter the water with a tea bag, not the type of tea bag, uh, not the type we like. Uh, so when that didn't work, I'm not work, a big fan of that. Truly, <laughs> neither. But I like. Yeah. What's the purpose? Yeah, I What's know. The I, I know. That's the thing that straight dudes came up with. That they think that that's what we do. Uh, when uh, that didn't work, she attempted to make a fire to boil the water, the bear pee water. <laughs> she claims that it was too wet for the fire to start. So she said she drank the water anyway. And then continued walking uphill uh, from the creek bed Uh, officials aren't so sure this is accurate, Uh, so she was arrested for arson charges on arson charges and she's being held uh, for psych evaluation as well. Uh, She's being held on $100,000 bail and the fun fire has destroyed more than 180 homes and other buildings uh, and incorporated area of the city of reading
2: so. Good God, this fucking woman, they even like said like her, her LinkedIn profile said that she was like a a background in chemistry, first of all, but she's like but this mountain woman. She's like a meditation yoga instructor and Whoa. she's just a mountain woman. Like what the f- <laughs> I I was dying when I was reading this. I'm like, what is wrong with her? So she's not going to come on the show? No, definitely not. No, she is in jail for starting probably one of the worst fires of the summer. Damn. Up in Northern California. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Uh, So speaking of weird ladies, um, (laughs) actually, this, this lady's not that weird. But a woman in Texas received a nasty shock while she was trying to update her married name that she was a criminal for a crime she doesn't even remember committing. Uh, In fact, she was found guilty of a a crime most people of a certain age would probably have committed. 20 years ago, she forgot to return a VHS tape.
1: For those who don't know what VHS uh, was, before they had uh, uh for, the zo- for the
2: Zoomers, yeah. yeah, before DVDs, there was a VHS tape.
1: It was a <laughs> big tape like this. They put it in a thing called a VH,
2: a VCR. B- VCR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. We had several of those. Uh, Karen McBride, 50 McBride, 70, 50 72, 52. Wow. Okay. Wow. Karen McBride, 52 made the discovery during a trip to the DMV the former Oklahoma resident had moved to Texas and gotten married uh, when she went to change her name of the DMV she, they said that there was an issue in Oklahoma McBride was mystified she called the number that the DMV had provided and was connected to Cleveland County District Attorney's Office during that conversation McBride was floored to hear learn that she was wanted for felony embezzlement, embezzlement. what <laughs> so back in 1999 someone had rented a copy of Sabrina the Teenage Witch in McBride's name, and from an Oklahoma, exactly for *Sabrina the Teenage Witch*. Wow, from an Oklahoma video store called Movie Plays. When no one returned the VHS cassette, charges were filed. According to court documents, McBride was charged in March 2000 for felony embezzlement of rented property. The charges stated that McBride did willfully, unlawfully, and feloniously embezzle a certain one video cassette tape, *Sabrina the Teenage Witch*, of a value of fifty-eight fifty-nine that's expensive yeah oh yeah for vhs i thought it would be like twenty dollars mm-hmm. mcbride was stunned not only did she not remember ever renting the vhs cassette but she didn't even like sabrina the teenage witch
1: and there was a teenage witch before the uh before the uh,
2: adventures of sabrina that's on netflix mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for those of you mm-hmm. don't know exactly yeah uh, melissa joan hart for you guys yeah Uh, As she absorbed the shocking news, it dawned on her how much the thing would have happened in 1989. She remembered that she had a roommate. Uh, I live with a young man. This was over 20 years ago, McBride explained. He had two kids. Daughters were 8, 10 or or 11. Uh, And I'm thinking he went and got it and didn't take it back or something. In fact, the more McBride thought more about it, the more other parts of her life seemed to suddenly make sense. Back in 1989, she was fired from a handful of jobs. Uh, her employers had never given her a reason. Now she thinks that's why her criminal background is why. Ooh. Fortunately, it seen that McBride won't be a felon for very much longer. The Cleveland County District Attorney's Office announced that they, will ne- they would dismiss the case against her. However, McBride will still need legal intervention to have the felony charges cleared from her record. Wow. My question is, what passive-aggressive shit video counter-representative Said this person did not return their Sabrina VHS. I'm gonna file charges. But I'm like, I'm,
1: I'm surprised that that is like, <laughs> th- that's a lot. I mean, I do understand, you know, you ha- you have property you wanted back and whatever, like, but but felony? Yeah, yeah. like.
2: <sighs> yeah i feel like this person probably knew somebody that worked at the police station and filed those charges oh yeah like, you know they, they probably had connections or something like that because i don't think normal people can just do that like i'm gonna file felony charges against this person that stole my vhs cassette yeah like you can't just do that yeah yeah that's crazy,
1: though. That's crazy as a motherfucking crazy. Um, speaking of crazy uh, or, or strange, I don't know if this is crazy or not, but a New York couple whose wedding plans were interrupted by border closing from the COVID-19 pandemic held a ceremony at the U.S.-Canada border so the bride's parents and grandmother could attend. This is some good news, actually. I, it is. I love this, too. It's another lady named Karen, uh, spelled differently, though. Karen Mahoney and Brian Ray, ski instructors who live in Ca- Katyville, New York, said they were hoping that the Canadian border would reopen in time for their wedding when they planned it for September. But they had to come up with new pl- a new plan uh, as the date approached and the crossings remained banned. Uh, Mahoney, who met Ray 35 years ago when he taught her how to ski, was uh, said it was important to her that her parents and 96 year old grandma, who lives in Quebec, uh, could attend her wedding.
2: Pause for a moment. They met 35 years ago, and they're just now getting married. So that seems like never mind, never mind, never mind. What? You know? What? I don't know if you know what I was
1: going to say or not. I don't. No, I'm. I, I'm not going <laughs> to say it. no. I'll put that out. Never mind. That's just taking things slow. <laughs> That's just taking things slow. Hold peas. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> all right. No, 35 years waiting 35 years to get married. I was just going to just say, this sounds like
2: something you would do. It's true. It's true. I have a lot of rules. <laughs> I got a, oh, bitch. All these rules. I have a lot of rules. So that was a, a Chappelle thing.
1: Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Mahoney said her grandmother was overjoyed to be able to attend uh, Mahoney's father. Paul Mahoney uh, said getting to attend a wedding from across the border was the next best thing to being able to walk her down the aisle. Uh, The couple uh, held their originally planned ceremony the next day in New York with the rest of their guests. So they had two weddings. That's kind
2: of cute. I mean, this is some good news. I, I mean... It's good that they had a person that they can like go in between, like you know, Border Brian or whatever his name was to actually facilitate this this meeting in between. Yeah. Cause it's nice. It's good. Aww. That's awesome. That's cute. 96 year old grandma um so this is some news that kind of went viral over the past uh i think two weeks or something like that two weeks ago mm-hmm. but an abandoned mcdonald's in alaska twitter users are freaking out after discovering the existence of an abandoned mcdonald's on an island in alaska whoa the fast food location which has seemingly been untouched since the 90s is on adak island a remote place in the aleutian islands far out to the northern pacific ocean it's just the latest strange Alaskan place to go viral in, re- in recent weeks. Previously, a teenager drew millions of views after sharing a TikTok uh, about her central Alaskan town, where everyone lives in the same building. Shortly oh. after, <laughs> which is so weird. Yeah. Shortly after, another user went viral for explaining how it can take 15 days to travel between two neighboring Alaskan islands. So I got to figure out why that is. I did not get a chance to look at it last night. Um, the abandoned McDonald's, meanwhile, spread widely on Twitter, thanks to a user named at Real jezebelly In her post, mm. she... <laughs> jezebelly, yeah. Right cute. In her post, uh, she pointed out that the location's menu still features promotions for a Jurassic Park... F- for the Jurassic Park film sh- series and also Bobby's World, if you guys remember. Oh, that, 90s. Bobby's World! Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the ADAC. Uh, The ADAC McDonald's has been a point of interest for several years now. In the past, YouTubers have filmed clips of themselves exploring the place. Originally, ADAC was set up as an outpost for Army and Navy bases during World War II. According to the National Park Service, the naval base was eventually abandoned in the 90s. As a result, many of the town's residents moved away. In 1997, the Los Angeles Times reported that many businesses in ADAC were left totally as they've been as they were occupied.
1: They Damn,
2: just, just Ghost Town. Yeah, I was, I was going to say Ghost Town. Ghost oh, Town. You're ghost
1: probably thinking the same thing. Yeah, ghost
2: but. McDonald's.
1: Ghost Town. Ghost McDonald's. Space Ghost Town.
2: Space McNuggets. Oh,
1: <laughs> McNuggets from space, baby. Mm. Um, speaking of space, I, I, I'm going to stop trying to do uh, uh, segues because <laughs> these were better than than most of them. It's, I think, yeah. But there's <laughs> there's nothing about space in this article, so that's, that's what, yeah. But uh, so cyber Cybernex uh, Company uh, Limited, uh, Japanese-based, a Japanese based Japan based startup, has developed a compact, lightweight, and high performance earphone type device capable. Of measuring brain waves in real time. You know how much I love talking about brain waves. We sure do. Uh, uh, Cybernex and uh, Yukagawa, another IT company, will collaborate in research for the visualization of information uh, on the mental states of individuals based on brainwave data. Now, the earphone type device developed by Cybernex is easy to put on and take off. And it can measure brain waves in real time with low noise, even when the subject is wearing the, the subject that is wearing the device is moving. So the device can be used uh, in everyday situations and working environments. It's extremely practical and enables visualization of previously difficult to capture information on users' sensations and their emotions. So uh, this thing you won't be able to lie about what you're feeling. Nope. Uh, it's like your mood ring on your ear. Uh, in, re- in recent uh, recent in recent years there's been a rising interest in brain technology a field that brings together neuroscience and it it is anticipated that there will be many different applications for its technology and investment by government institutions and the private sector is on the rise all around the world been around the world and yeah, i yeah. i don't know i had to co- come with that uh, <laughs> collaboration between cyber uh, cybernecks and uh, Yukagawa uh, will create new innovation in the brain technology field, and will work to develop applications that will lead to an effective utilization of this technology uh, by industry.
2: Now, let me point out a little problem that I have with this. Okay. Um, okay. So we're measuring brain waves. We're kind of understanding people's mental states from that. There's these algorithms that are collecting that information, Ooh. and then they're sending that to industries where we can be marketed Ooh. things based on our own emotional triggers. Wow. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Wow. uh, Uh-uh. That's, that's some dystopian shit for me. Yeah. I, I don't think I like that.
1: Wow. I, I just thought that it was kind of cool that they could like, see what,
2: see what you're uh, feeling, but yeah, it's cool for that. But if they send it to the way that this is written, it's actually saying that it could be used by industry. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-mm. We don't like that. No, 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 no. So, I mean, again, I, I think we say this all the time, but like technology is a tool, it can be used for either good or evil. This sounds evil to me. It can either be a tool or a tool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Either one. So, anyways, um, final news story that we have of this week. Um, I call this Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind because of Have you have you seen the movie? A long time ago, so I idiot. love Jim Carrey. That movie is so good. It's, yeah, the movie makes me cry. But Aww. We know, you know, uh, he's going over. He uh, falls in love with this girl. Um, break up. Then he wants to erase her from her his memory. It's a whole story about that. But there's actually science regarding memory erasure. Remembering a childhood friend while gazing off into a field of dandelions may be pleasant, but being sucked back into a bad memory, a difficult breakup, or traumatizing loss can be unbearable. Joking. Sure but what if, a la eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, we could simply erase those memories? It's, nothing beyond, uh, it's something being explored by neuroethics and AI ethics lab at the University of Freiburg, but there are several concerns. High among them is the issue of identity. So targeted elimination or inception of memories for purposes other than medical treatment, uh, obviously, entails huge ethical problems, like the possibility for interfering with a person's identity, mm. or instrument instrumentalizing instrumentalizing individuals by using false memory inception to influence their behavior. Ooh. While many of these painful memories do fade with time, uh, particularly painful ones can leave a lasting mark in the form of post traumatic stress disorder and make seemingly innocuous aspects of daily life difficult to manage. Computational neuroscientists are in the proof of concept stages of a new kind of PTSD treatment called decoded neurofeedback uh, or DECNEF. DECNEF, exactly. I love it. DECNEF.
1: DECNEF. DECNEF,
2: Um <laughs> That collects and parses brain signals using machine learning. Uh, to modify painful memories all without the subject even knowing it, Ooh, which is kind of a that's epic, scary, it's kind of an ethical thing for me, too. It's like it, you should be aware of the things. Yeah. But essentially, fMRI data collected during an exposure to a painful stimulus is parsed by a machine learning algorithm to separate the specific pattern from the noise participants are then tasked in separate sessions to self-modulate their own neural activity during trial and error to match their brain activity to a series of targets in real time for a small cash reward little money. So yeah, they're playing a little game. So while participants think they're simply playing a game, what they're really doing is matching their real-time neural activity to the neural activity snapshot from the painful stimuli Ooh. so using Decnef instead it could uh potentially open a door to modifying these memories without needing to re-expose the patients to the source of the trauma as an immersion or exposure therapies
1: wait so they they get these so they get like they tell them that they think map about it.
2: they map it first
1: Okay, wait, so they, let me get this straight. They tell them to think about that. And when they think about that in real time, they see what's going on in their brain. Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh. Yeah, so they, they do like a little mapping scenario where they kind of expose them to the painful memory. Bitch, you exposed! And then they kind of map it. And then when they're doing the um, the game or whatever, mm-hmm. and those things are triggered within mm-hmm. the game, then they target eliminate those things damn i guess which is kind of weird it's kind of like that what's that bug zapping game like from the 80s the i don't know are you thinking are you
1: thinking about galaga yeah. Oh, bug zapping. And bug zapping. Alien zapping. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Why I was. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how I got that. But Galaga. Yeah.
2: yeah. Pew, pew, like, pew pew pew
1: pew 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 pew. Oh, I uh-huh. see. That is. A, yeah. 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 It's basically
2: that. Yeah. That's so weird. This is, this is the future that we live in, you guys, and it's getting scarier by the day. Boo. But at the same time, it can also be pretty beautiful.
1: I'm sorry for shouting that right into the microphone for those who are listening via earphone.
2: Um, as usual you can find links to all these articles used today in, in today's episode on our show notes at a cosmic if you're listening to the show uh, stay tuned because we will be joined for our, our guest Chelsea cora or if you're watching this on youtube <laughs> I did the out of order sorry i just snorted too <laughs> if you're watching us on youtube be sure to like and subscribe to these videos and stay tuned for more
1: i was supposed to say more in that section but that did not happen so <laughs> yeah. stay tuned so what happens when i try to go off the cuff yeah
2: Welcome back to the show. We have a lovely guest for us today. This is Chelsea Cora. She is an intuitive healer and coach, a mystic and tarot reader. And her podcast, The Soulful Self, previously The Soulful Stripper, is available everywhere. Welcome to the show, chels Welcome.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
2: Yeah, you me too. too, us too. Um, previously, I was actually on your podcast uh, a little while back and I had such a great time and I wanted to have you on the show because we had such a great conversation and I wanted to hear more about your story. Like you have a really interesting background and stuff too.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We did have a lot of fun on my podcast. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And
0: yeah, my story is pretty interesting. It's like you said, I used to be the soulful stripper.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Before yeah. we get into
0: that. Okay. Yeah.
1: That. I was about to say, wait a second. Are we Before we get into that. I know. I thought that
0: was like. Uh,
1: I, let, I
2: led a little, little too. Yeah. That's a nice tease. So now they're nice in, the audience is good and teased now. Nice teased. Yes. Okay. Cool. We're going to start with actually a little bit of a rapid fire and then we're going to get into the good stuff.
0: Okay. That sounds fun.
2: Cool. All right. What is your star sign?
0: Sun. Oh, sorry. Scorpio Sun.
2: Oh, okay. Amazing.
1: Uh, where's your hometown?
0: My hometown is in Fenton, Michigan, which is a suburb of Flint, Michigan.
2: Okay. Oh, yikes. Um, what? I mean, yikes. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. like, like, how do you feel about that, by the way? Like, is it still yeah. like, is it still messed up over there?
0: Um, so it's better from what I hear, like the infrastructure has been largely fixed. However, there's still a lot of distrust because the people of the city have been lied to so much Mm. that there's that going on. So,
2: right. I mean, if they spent years, just kind of just being left in limbo, I would totally assume that anyways, Mm -hmm. but yeah, anywho, uh, what's your ideal vacation?
0: Ooh, Ideal Vacation is somewhere tropical. I've never been to Hawaii, but that's what's coming to mind. Somewhere I can swim, relax on the beach, something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. What is your favorite book?
0: My favorite book is probably something by Eckhart Tolle, maybe Ooh, The Power of Now.
2: Yes. Good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like medicine, reading spiritual content like that for me it really prompted part of my awakening process
2: yeah totally
1: no oh. uh dream car what's your dream car
0: dream car man i'm not much of a car person
2: mm-hmm. okay
0: <laughs> so maybe a cadillac i don't know
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe just a set of wings <laughs> just fly anywhere
0: yeah
2: <laughs> uh what's your favorite season Summer. Yes. (laughs) That's what I talk about. Me too. That's what I'm
0: talking
1: about. What is a strength of yours?
0: A strength of mine is being a strong person. I feel like I've been through a lot in my life and Mm -hmm. I definitely have the capacity to always get back up no matter what challenges Mm -hmm. life throws at me.
2: I like that. It's good. Mm -hmm. Um, How about a weakness of yours?
0: A weakness. Okay. Weakness could be obsessive Scorpio energy mm-hmm. I definitely identify with the shadow aspects of the Scorpio mm-hmm. so sometimes I can really want to control and manipulate every aspect of my life instead of surrendering and it really causes blockages from the flow of energy I block my own blessings with that
1: yes Absolutely. uh if you won the lotto what's the first thing you buy
0: <laughs> Ooh. I might go ahead and get that Cadillac. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That. That's what I'm talking about. Um. And then last question in this round, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be?
0: Okay. D- okay, Beyonce, because mm. I love her energy. I think she's accomplished so much in this lifetime. And she is truly yeah. an example of somebody who has overcome a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. And I also read that our personalities are like super compatible. So Mm. there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. I wish I had more time to think about this, but another idol of mine is... Another musician, Alicia Keys, I recently listened Ooh. to her autobiography, which I highly recommend. She is a very spiritual person, and I really admire her relationship that she has with her partner because they have—they claim to have never had an argument. They talk wow. about things in the moment instead of letting them build and having resentments. So that's something I hope to emulate in my life. And let's see. Oh, my goodness. I wish we could come back to this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, mm, Okay, I really admire Asada Shakur, who was a leader in the Black Panther struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, I read her autobiography as well. And I think it would be an amazing experience to have her perspective and sit down and have a conversation with her in combination with the other two actually that would be a really fire conversation Oh, that <laughs> would
2: be just a whole round table of just like fierce females just it like hold on nice i love that mm-hmm. okay so that's our rapid fire now, okay. we're gonna get into stuff. So now and we already kind of alluded to this but you know your your podcast name was the soulful stripper before before you rebranded please tell us where that came from.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I subscribe to the idea that we are all spiritual beings having a human experience rather than human beings having a spiritual experience. Yes. And the stripper or sex worker experience is no exception Mm -hmm. in that. And so my journey as a stripper, I was a dancer for four years. Mm -hmm. And when it started out, it was not very spiritual. I was drinking a lot, doing drugs, engaging in full service sex work, which was not a pleasant experience for me. I know it can be for some people, but that wasn't mm-hmm. the case for me. And it led to a rock bottom in which I had a spiritual awakening after getting sober. Oh, and lovely. from then, I, that was like the midway point of my dancing career. So two years in, not very spiritual. The last two years, highly spiritual. And I shifted everything about what I do, like. What I did, I started viewing all of the clientele and people in the strip club as souls. I've heard it described that a church can be anywhere where a soul ga- souls gather, yeah. so that can include a strip club, right? So I just had all these <laughs> these opportunities for spiritual betterment inside the club, and that's what prompted the unique soulful stripper persona. Wow.
1: Right. I could tell you were sober from the moment you started to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, like, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. No, I could, I could just tell from from just a couple of things you said. Like, I could, like, I was like, mm-hmm. she has to be sober. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's, okay. He's, Are you sober? I am. I am. Yeah.
0: Nice. Congratulations. How long have you been? Thanks.
1: uh Five years and five months.
0: Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just over
1: three I just years. Do naturals. Nice. <laughs> just do naturals. Right. Yeah. I okay. I get to live vicariously through this one. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wait, I'm gonna like I'm gonna bust him for a little bit. Uh, 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 New Year's. Like, oh, you can have just one drink.
0: (laughs) Who said that?
1: Right. He surprised me. He brought wine over. I'm like, you realize we've known each other forever, but it was, it was, it was a fun time. And yeah, we ended up
2: watching uh, Terminator or something. Yeah. Okay. The worst friend thing to do is bring wine over to a sober person's house and try to get him to drink it. Like (laughs) what was I thinking? (laughs) But it was fun. But this one's willpower is very, very strong. I don't know. The force is strong with this one.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like being in the program, when you go through a 12 step program, it becomes more than just yourself, right? You're accountable to your community and your higher power and all that. So it helps.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Now, when you know, you said you were having a spiritual experience in the strip club. What is so spiritual about a strip club to you?
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's spiritual in the sense that everything that we do in this life is spiritual right i have elevated my tagline from spiritual beings having a human experience to spiritual beings having a spiritual experience Mm -hmm. there's no separation we often think that we have our our work life our friend life our romantic life and then our spiritual life but it's like everything is interconnected it's all energy so what you what you put out is what you get back and when i first started working at the strip club i was putting out some pretty spanky energy because Mm -hmm basically, I kind of saw the culture there. It was normalized for women to get these guys drunk and take advantage of them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I started doing too. And I had all these justifications in my mind for why that behavior was okay. I thought that these men were actually going here to objectify women. And so fuck these guys or something. And I expected when I left the work for every other area of my life to be perfect I expected Mm -hmm. to have healthy relationships I expected to have an easy time at school or anywhere else and really my relationships were really toxic and I was depressed and had anxiety and it wasn't until I had a spiritual awakening that I realized I need to change the energy that I'm putting out at work because Mm -hmm. this too is part of the spiritual nature of life
2: yes Mm -hmm. what was that uh, that awakening, like for you, like you said, you hit a rock bottom, which I think a lot of people have that same experience when they have that rock bottom moment, they, they kind of have no other choice than to have that awakening process and, and really kind of like look deeper inside of them. But what was that process like for you?
0: Yeah, so my rock bottom, I remember very clearly, I was on a trip to Las Vegas with a client who I had met at the strip club. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time I had ever gone on such a trip, although it's not an uncommon thing for women in that industry to do. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of fulfilling this fantasy girlfriend role, which I got tired of after like day one, because mm. if, if it had been a local, it might be something that would last a couple hours and I could go home, yeah. but we were literally sharing a hotel room together. So yeah. there was no escape. And I le- it led to a real breaking point after a couple of days where I just found myself in front of this casino bathroom mirror in tears, just asking myself, what are you doing here? Why did you come mm. here? And who the fuck are you? Like, I didn't even know who I was at that point. And it wasn't even just the last couple of days of being in Las Vegas, but a whole lifetime of not really knowing. I think that's why a lot of us fall into addiction is because we don't feel at home or a sense of belonging in the world. So then I took a red-eye flight that night back to Houston. I left the trip early. And the next day I went to an AA meeting and I stayed sober ever since
1: wow yeah that's amazing. yeah so mm-hmm. many. wow so many similarities i'm noticing i i was to a sex worker and i'm originally from houston oh cool <laughs> nice yeah. yeah, so i'm like hearing like all these things pop out i'm sorry i'm being i'm hogging but like yeah
0: no synchronicity i love it
1: yes i love it yeah uh now how is sexuality or sensuality open you up to spirituality
0: Definitely. So I think that when I was doing full service sex work, Mm -hmm. it was not liberating or spiritual. It was pretty damaging to me because I was only engaging in those interactions for the money. Those weren't people I would otherwise choose to be intimate with. Mm -hmm. However, having stopped putting myself in those situations and developing a deeper reverence for sex. I think that sex can be beautiful. It can be a window into the eternal when we experience those high levels of ecstasy, because the best sexual experience for me is one in which I am entirely present with Mm. my partner and Mm. I think that when you're in that sensual dance with somebody it can be a lot easier to stay in that present moment because you're focusing on them you're focusing on you and anytime I connect to the present moment I feel a piece of divinity
2: Mm -hmm. if
0: that makes sense so I think that's how sexuality does it for me
2: (laughs) no awesome yeah (laughs) I I feel like like when I when I speak on, on this stuff too, like on other podcasts or, you know, when I write about it, I always like try to nail in the, the idea of like conscious sex rather than Mm -hmm. unconscious sex. Like when you're actually present in the moment with the person and you're actually both engaging on a, a deeper level, it makes everything's just so much better. Yeah.
0: So much better. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you, so sex
1: turned you found a spiritual you know side of that and now you say everything is spirituality what were some unexpected outcomes of that happening of looking at things like that
0: Of looking at things like everything is spiritual
1: Yeah or looking at looking at thing. everything is spiritual in and including uh, being sex as being spiritual
0: mm. Some unexpected outcomes So maybe of when I was in the strip club you mean?
1: either then or in general yeah yeah. even then then or after yeah yeah.
0: let's see so I'm not sure about I think that just having that heightened spiritual experience during sex has been a result of all the other spiritual work that I've done a result Mm. of going inside and healing my trauma definitely and Mm. learning how to be unconditionally present with myself First and foremost, because I think in this very spiritually asleep culture that we find ourselves in, we develop very toxic relationships with ourselves because, especially as addicts and alcoholics right we want to numb out we want to escape we're leaving ourselves and our psyche gets fragmented that's how trauma even happens. So bringing all that back and learning how to rebuild and nurture that relationship with myself has really allowed my cup to overflow in so many beautiful radiant ways. And I think a better sex life is a result of that.
2: Yeah. Um, So on your website, you had this, um, a couple of phrases here that you, you referred to childhood wounding. Um, What is like, what is childhood wounding? Like, do people really go out about their lives not knowing that they're wounded?
0: I think so, definitely. Unless we have a spiritual awakening or we are privileged enough to learn about childhood wounding. But the way that I describe it is an unprocessed emotion or experience. Mm-hmm. So it can be anything that as an adult, we might look at and think of as not a very big deal to some of the more explicitly recognized traumas like abuse or mm-hmm. neglect. Right, right. And these are the source of all of our negative unwanted behavioral patterns in adulthood, like addiction, alcoholism, depression, anxiety, procrastination, overeating, overspending, toxic relationship patterns, literally everything, all stem back to the childhood trauma the unprocessed emotions or experiences that we had during childhood and this can also be where self sabotage comes in mm. because we we think that we you know we really want something we really want to be in a partnership but then we keep doing things to mess it up because we don't actually feel safe in a partnership this is Ooh. where the the fragmented parts of the psyche come in so there's part of us that really believes it's in our best interest to mm. be in a relationship and there's a part of us that believes it's in our best interest to be single and so we're at war with ourselves and when we go in and heal trauma we create harmony and heal the fracturedness within our psyche so it can be very powerful to do that work and as a healer I work with people on the subconscious and unconscious level through meditative journeys because Mm. that's where our trauma lives in the subconscious and unconscious and when we do things like 12-step programs and therapy they can be very helpful but are also inherent inherently limited because they're addressing our pain at the conscious level which is the surface so there is like mm. symptom management rather than going to the uh core the root
2: problem yeah wow. yeah I felt like a lot of the issues that I had in my life were uh feelings of like worthlessness that even I wasn't even aware of that even like Uh, just certain, certain things. I I remember vividly, I had a moment with my mom that, you know, I, I just was like, this guy likes me and I have no idea why. And she goes, why would you even think that? Because Mm. you're lovable. You are Mm. worthy of this type of love. Like, you know, why would you even, but I, I realized that even on a deeper level, like that had just kind of been in, in my ingrained in my mind, like from whatever that, it was just a very healing experience that moment because I actually had like words to put it in, you know?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And come on mama with the encouragement.
2: Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah. So what, like, like, what can people do? Like you said, already like still like 12 step programs and, and therapy that, but what are stuff that we can do to heal to like really get to the, like the root of the problem?
0: So, one of the primary things would be to start listening to our emotions because our emotions are messengers and so often we are in resistance to our emotions when we feel something negative we want to numb out one way or another whether it's shopping watching tv scrolling through social media or whatever rather than doing that we have the option to get still and sit with our emotions and this can be very challenging sometimes but it's never impossible we can kind of close our eyes and feel into where in the body is this emotion manifesting because emotions Mm -hmm. always manifest as some type of sensation in our body whether it's a tightness in the shoulders or the chest or a heat a cool there's all kinds of sensations always running through us even right now if we were to stop and really notice we would find something and Mm. then we can begin to even in our minds I give that sensation additional characteristics like what color is it is it old is it young is it feminine is it masculine Mm. if this works for people this works for me and a lot of my clients I mean if not just imagining this emotion somehow and treating it as its own identity where you can actually start to engage in a dialogue with it and ask it what is your message and Mm -hmm. the answer will come through and it could be very surprising Mm -hmm. and if you know it's a practice too like it takes time to develop this but it's the beginning of really developing a stronger relationship with yourself which is super important just listening to you
1: wow I'm like in listening to you. I'm just like I'm soaking up all this knowledge. When when did you decide to become a life coach?
0: Uh so I I started my business at the end of last year and I quit dancing at the club in March of this year Mm -hmm. but I had wanted to become a coach for a while maybe a year before that Mm -hmm. but I really had to heal my own trauma so I had been in 12-step programs and therapy and life coaching because when I stopped the alcohol it was like my emotions were too big for me and every month Yeah, that's a real thing. Feeling your feelings in recovery is not easy.
1: Yeah, some people think the problems stop when you put down the drink, but it's just like, oh, no, you took away my solution. What do I have now? You know?
0: Yeah, seriously, seriously. So all of the modalities weren't really helping me. Every month was like another existential crisis, being suicidal, just not feeling good, sabotaging my relationship and my goals and all these things. Until finally I came into contact with an alternative healer who can be described as a shamanic healer. Her name is Kim Pence. She is my mentor now, she's incredible. And she took me through these meditative journeys to uncover the source of my childhood trauma and heal it. And after working with her for only a matter of months I got the results that I had been looking for for years. It was incredible. So that really helped me set on the journey of building my own business to be able to set a goal and coherently take the steps to achieve it. And then also everything that I learned from her and additional education that I received was Mm -hmm. what I needed to really craft what I do now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, which is help people heal their trauma.
2: Yeah, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, we, we just had sunshine on just literally right before you.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah.
2: Cause I, I, I heard her on, on your podcast and I was like, I need to have her, I need to have both of you first of all, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, like she actually just said the exact same thing. Like when you actually have, um, the, the first step to like healing others is actually healing yourself first.
1: Yeah. And yeah. her favorite season is summer too. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think she and I have a few things in common. (laughs) Um,
1: What are some of the methods that help uh, your clients understand themselves on a deeper level?
0: So some of the methods other than listening to their emotions might be listening to their inner child. So anytime, yeah. Anytime that we're having a trigger in life, it is a situation in which our reaction to the circumstance is likely quite bigger than what the circumstance actually warrants so an example could be let's say that your partner made the commitment to always take out the trash and you get home one day and the trash is overflowing or maybe not overflowing maybe it's just full okay and you're like kind of freaking out you're like oh my god they said they were going to do this thing and they didn't do it and you're all in your head about it and getting really upset somebody who maybe has already healed their trauma probably wouldn't get that upset they'd be like okay the you know i'll just talk to them whenever they get home but somebody with unhealed trauma this is triggering a childhood wound of theirs maybe Mm. it's triggering when their caretakers used to always promise that they would do something for them and then they never did Mm. right that's just one example there are so many There's infinite number of examples. So when there is a trigger, one thing that I advise my clients to do is to just close your eyes and try to find that inner child in the moment and ask them, what's the matter? What's really going on? And just being unconditionally present with their inner child in that moment, because yeah, we didn't have our needs met in childhood at some point along the way by our caretakers and that's where the trauma started but Mm -hmm. now as adults we are the only ones who can go back and meet those needs so it's really important to begin that practice
2: yeah totally. i mean i i feel like i i i see this all the time in here in la like people like these you know, Karen's or whatever they, they, they get upset over like the stupidest thing, you know? Oh
0: right? yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm a, I'm in the daytime I'm, or at nighttime. I'm a, I'm a server. So like sometimes okay. just people who one thing in, in wrong with their meal is just like the worst thing in the entire world. Like, like the whole <laughs> world comes crashing down yeah. and they, they're just turning to like a totally different person, you know? But again, it, it goes back to like their whatever happened to them as kids, you know, uh, Mm. it's it's that moment of like, okay, this is the issue. You know, you have to like really address the issue.
0: I love that. I love that. I think it's so beautiful when we can view all situations in life from a higher perspective and begin to think, okay, it's because of this person's trauma, their upbringing, what happened to them, that they're showing up in this world. It takes a hurt person to hurt someone else. And to even extend that compassion to a very hated archetype like a Karen, right, I think is useful. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Have you seen that video of that of that white lady in I think it's Bath and Body Works who was just having a full meltdown over oh my just God oh. knows what. <laughs> It was i have not it's it's bad but it's also just comically funny because she's like literally rolling on the ground and like going like just like (laughs) like a like a baby like a child. So like obviously there is something (gasps) very deep that is an issue. Yeah, (laughs) something got triggered there.
0: Yeah, seriously.
2: Um, so you also had, had a quote here on your website that I wanted to kind of bring up as well. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Like what what are your your feelings on this? But when we heal our inner child wounds, we heal our ability to view ourselves as lovable. Mm. I I resonated with this a lot, but I wanted to hear like, where, where did that actually come from, from your perspective?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So many of us, struggle like Demi the example you gave earlier when you were like this guy likes me and I just don't know why Mm. right we really struggle with viewing ourselves as lovable and it hinders our ability to show up in a relationship and to show up in a dating situation as well because it it um hinders our confidence right and I always say that we will always attract into our life what is an energetic match to our level yes. of self worth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it, our self worth is damaged by the messaging that was imprinted on us when we were children typically ages 0 to 8 some say up to 14 but specifically 0 to 8 because during those years our brain is not fully formed mm. so we don't have the ability to discern the information that comes in we can't rationalize it and say oh well he didn't really mean it that way or whatever it just mm. all is being imprinted on our subconscious mind and so even the smallest things can impair our sense of self worth so when we go back and we heal that inner child we are up leveling hugely our sense of self-worth and we're able to view ourselves as lovable we're able to show up in relationships different and be an energetic match for all of those things that we truly want and deserve in our lives
2: Mm -hmm. wow completely i like that Powerful your inner child, guys. Heal your inner child. <laughs>
0: yes, absolutely. <laughs>
2: um, okay, so we have one final rapid fire a little series of questions here, and I, I tell everybody this, but literally, I stole these from inside the actor studio. But I feel like it's a really great set of questions. But um, so we'll just start here. What is your favorite word?
0: My favorite word is. Soul.
1: Ooh, I like that. What's your least favorite word?
0: Mm, fart.
1: <laughs> really?
0: I just thought, awesome. yeah. I
2: can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what turns you on?
0: What turns me on is emotional availability.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> preach the doors of the church are now open okay uh,
0: okay
1: <laughs> what turned you off
0: emotional unavailability
2: <laughs> yes exact opposite of that yes uh, i was gonna say well this is i you already said it but what sound or noise do you do you love <laughs> it's not fart, but
0: <laughs> um i really like you know asmr when they do the things Mm-hmm. On the, yeah i love that <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, do you watch like the the ones where they're like eating pickles out of the jar like
0: <laughs> no i haven't done that one <laughs>
2: those are good
1: ones those are good <laughs> no i have stuff to watch now uh <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate
0: um like maybe the sound of someone throwing up something oh
2: like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i have a
0: problem with bodily functions i guess <laughs> <laughs>
2: what does that say about your inner child
0: (laughs) some work in that area
2: (laughs) um what's your favorite curse word
0: Hmm. probably fuck it's like whenever something really needs to be emphasized i think that word does it
2: yeah (laughs) it is the it is the world's most versatile word it's versatile as fuck it is a okay (laughs) it's a noun it's a verb it's an adjective it's an adverb it's (laughs) it's an exclamation what do they call it uh interjection interjection
1: yeah yeah okay Uh, what profession other than your other than yours would you like to attempt
0: i would love to be a screenwriter
1: I would love,
0: yeah, I would love to contribute to pop culture in a way that elevates the emotional maturity and spiritual awareness of society. I would love to do that through creating movies and shows and things like that.
2: Hot damn. Yeah, seriously. Actually, you know what? I I resonate with that as well because I'm actually kind of working towards that myself. But yeah, we'll see. I love that um if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates
0: Mm, i love you sweet child welcome home (laughs) i I know
1: here's the final question and it's uh, one of my favorites what have you manifested lately
0: Mm. okay so the first thing that comes to mind is we are always manifesting at our current level of self-worth. And I'm recently single. So I got out of a relationship in which I wasn't getting my emotional needs met about three months ago is when we finally cut it off. And it took a minute, but I've been putting myself back out there again. And I will be very honest and say that these people I have been dating have really been showing me my blind spots, right? It's like you, (laughs) so this is real. Basically, I dated somebody who didn't respect my boundaries in a sexual way, Mm. and so I had to cut that off, right? Because I have to respect myself first and foremost. Mm. And then I was seeing somebody else, and this in this situation, we are in the same meditation group together. But this person is like a facilitator who is trained and hired by the company and he was actually not supposed to be in romantic relationships with people who are attending the meditation circle but mm-hmm. he and I sort of breached that agreement mm-hmm. and we're out of integrity together yeah. Yeah. and yeah and later looking back i realized that okay so this i got my boundaries violated by somebody but here i am not respecting the boundaries of others in a different wow. way Right. So I have the opportunity now to clean up my act in that area and hopefully have access to higher frequency relationships. Right. But before that, I did manifest starting my career as getting out of dancing, starting my career as a healer and a coach moving to a new city and just having the opportunity to have a lot of higher quality relationships than what I had before when I was living in Houston.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's a long answer.
2: No, but it's a good one though.
1: Okay.
0: I feel
2: like, I feel like the world is a training ground and mm-hmm. things that we pull into us are meant to show us certain things about ourselves completely. Like everything, I always get this, I always get this message in co-star, but like the world is a mirror. So like everything yes. is showing you exactly what you, what you are inside,
0: yeah, that's true. And we always are kind of fed this interpretation or this image of manifestation as some glamorized thing that's always good all of the time. But the truth is, every single thing in our experience is a manifestation. It's a mirror. It's a reflection of our subconscious. Right? Yeah. So... What have I manifested? I mean, you name it. Anything that's in my life.
2: (laughs) Yeah. This lovely living room that you're in right now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Very clean, very pristine. Lovely.
0: Oh, that's a reflection of my subconscious. Yeah. Now I'm just (laughs) (laughs) saying.
1: Yeah. Mine is not.
2: So that's why we're looking at space.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, it's beautiful too.
2: Yeah, totally. Well, Chelsea, it has been lovely having you on the the show. Yes. Um, Where can our listeners find you?
0: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, chels.cora. You can go to my website, ChelseaCora.com. I have my podcast, of course, the Soulful Self podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. Absolutely. And we'll put links to all those all those things in the description down below as well. So be sure to check Beautiful. that out. Chelsea, thank you so, again so much. We really appreciate you coming Thanks, on. Thanks, Chels. And thank
0: you. It's yeah. been a pleasure.
2: Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. You too.
1: thoughts and things
2: guess what what we crossed streams
1: oh yeah we did
2: (laughs) i was trying to see what the why my light wasn't lighting up on the little box thing over here they had no idea we were talking about it and i had no idea (laughs) you said what is wrong with this thing but it turns out yours plugged into my slot mine was plugged into your slot
1: wait are we doing video on this one no okay because i look really short
2: right now no No video this week apologies again um you can't see our beautiful green screen i know i forgot the camera so boo boo that's it that's a show oh so i can make little weird faces and shit yeah no one's gonna see them (laughs) but again uh we have a quote and i want to read this one because i actually know it by memory How happy. (laughs) Did you see that? You guys can't see it, but I cracked my knuckle, my knuckles. Oh, I I thought I was going to get you the face. No. Mm. How happy is the blameless vestals lot, the world forgetting by the world forgot the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, each prayer accepted and each wish resigned by Alexander Pope whoa yeah that's some crazy shit man there's some crazy shit that's some crazy shit it's actually in the movie internal sunshine spot is fine it's where they got the name of it from i'm I, I bet but that's crazy but it's all about ignorance is bliss that's why you ignorant. ignorance is bliss
1: and you blissful Damn.
2: um gratitude, list.
1: gratitude what am i grateful for i am grateful uh all these shows I'm having I have uh another one Tuesday then another one in November. I'm starting to get a lot of shows. Um uh, and uh I'll tack on to it that I'm grateful that uh I got to play a show again with uh my friend Stone Street. We ne- who was a guest of the show uh, mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we've never played a show together, so that was very awesome. Uh I'm glad that I'm working with somebody who's new in AA and it's kind of helping me to get, you know, balance. I'm kind of like taking somebody through and showing them like the ropes and everything like that, going through the steps with somebody. And in doing that, I'm kind of putting myself back. Uh, Good to refresh sometimes. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I, I don't drink these a lot. But that I let myself have some Red Bulls this week, and they were so tasty. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know that's a weird thing, but I'm I'm grateful for that. Day. Grateful for Red Bull, <laughs> I really am though. Um, so I know last week I gave a little update that my car was in the shop, but I am just getting rid of it. Mm. Um, it's fine. I the, the car has been more of a, a way on me than it has been of use, um, as of recent days. So honestly, I'm grateful to be getting rid of it and grateful for the bill to be off my plate for a little while, both that and the insurance. I have a little bit of excess money at that, uh, just because of that. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful that my mom called me and told me that she's been sleepwalking lately, potentially, or that her house is haunted. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just before the show, my mom called me and she said, I have to tell you a story. Uh, I went to work one day and I came home and there was things on my wall that had been placed exactly in the places that I wanted them to be placed. There was a, the the chair was pulled out in such a way. And there was liquor gone from my cabinet. I go, what? (laughs) so confused she goes either my house is haunted or i've been sleepwalking (laughs) that's awesome well uh i guess we'll know now i told her to get some cameras so we'll see (laughs) nice but i'm I'm just grateful for my mom in general anyways um and then also um i'm grateful for this potential new job that i'm getting Mm -hmm. potentially i'm trying not to be too attached to it because once I do that, you never know, anything could happen. I might not get it um, and and that's fine too, but I really think I did get it. And um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to do that. pop Opportunity. pop opportunity. Um, we have social media for the show. You can follow us on Instagram at a cosmic journey pod. Uh, you can follow the us on Twitter as well at a cosmic journey pod, why? 'Cause we couldn't afford the last letters. That's right. I'm at Demetri Wild on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok.
1: I'm Jay Maceo Music on Twitter and TikTok. I, wait, am I on? I am on TikTok also. <laughs> Across social media, I'm Jay Maceo or Jay Maceo Music. You can find me in either place.
2: I'm trying to. I'm trying to post more. Uh, stuff on tiktok lately tiktok we'll see i posted your um proposals i mean the other day <laughs> oh my god i hope they got some good views <laughs> i think it did i think it did yeah
1: oh i'm also i can i just add one thing i know we're, we're closing the show. i'm also grateful for my cuddle pillow so <laughs> my friend who has been spending the night a lot we cuddle and i'm usually big spoon uh i'm, I'm i like both spoons but w- with him i'm usually big spoon anyhow my arm is falling asleep all the time and it's like something that's great but it's like but my arm's falling falling asleep during it because I like to cuddle, but I don't like my arm falling asleep. Mm -hmm. I got this pillow that is like there's a, a like a tunnel type thing in it, if that makes sense, like a half circle. So you can put your arm all the way through so he can lay his head on top of that pillow and another pillow and I can have my arm under that pillow. And it doesn't fall asleep, so I'm grateful for that for my cuddle pillow. Um, We have a. I'm grateful for my man friend too. Ooh. Uh, We have a Facebook group, Star Seed Central. That's
2: right. What can can I do there? You can share memes. You can suggest articles for the show, and you can interact with us directly on there as well. Direct. Uh, We have YouTube, Cosmic News, and. Interview videos and Jay's Cosmic Insights. Unfortunately, not this week. Yeah. But all the other ones are up there as well. And next week we'll have some more for you, sure. Yeah. And if you want to tip us, you can do that on Anchor. Absolutely. Follow us on Anchor um, at anchor.fm slash a cosmic journey pod slash support. You can follow the links in the show notes down there and you can give us a little bit of money if you like the show give us money and rate and share and subscribe and if you don't want to give us money do that because yeah. that's the other best thing to do for us or do all of it i mean all together that'd be awesome yeah just, please do that <laughs> we would love it <laughs> we would love it. it but that's our show thank you for listening you guys and as always godspeed speed, star seeds, seeds.